0: Good morning, Friday. I love Friday. I love Friday because Friday is Duffified Live Day because we go live on the show. I'm so happy that this happens every single Friday. This is my voice after a complete and utter debacle of a weekend, which really wasn't that bad. I had a great weekend out there. I was... Up in Brooklyn at the Food Loves Tech event, uh, which was just an unbelievable event that they put on. Uh, some amazing chefs were out there. Uh, some great, great, great information's happening. Uh, listening and talking to a bunch of people um, that are doing just some really, really cool stuff in the industry with food. Um, you know, and the technology that's being put into it from from these these cool little pods that you can now buy that are 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 self. You know, they have they, they're self growing. You just pop it into a pot. This little sheet of seeds. And it just grows amazing herbs and all that stuff, which is weird. There was a company up there who gave me this little thing. It was called a buzzy flower, a buzz flower or something like that. And they're like, Oh, try it. So they hand me this little flower and I'm a chef and I trust people. And I try some weird stuff every now and then nothing too funky, but I, uh, I, I I pop this yellow flower in my mouth and, and it, they, and then the guy's like, yeah, it's kind of like putting your tongue on a nine volt battery. And I wanted to punch him in the fucking throat. Like it was the worst tasting thing I've ever put in my mouth. I, I, I like, I trusted you. And then you took a shit in my mouth. Like that literally was how I felt at that point. And then there's this like this, this buzz going through my mouth. And I'm like, I, I'm spitting water. I'm, I'm, it's dribbling down the front of my face. Like I couldn't believe that somebody had offended me or I, I put my trust in this human being and they ruined it other than that, it was a great weekend. (laughs) I did, uh, we cooked about 120 pies in two days in about four and a half, five hours. Uh, we did, uh, two, four demos, two on each day, which is why my voice sounds the way it is. Plus, I was lucky enough to get to see some good friends while I was up there. I got to go out and have some great meals. I stopped in to see uh, my buddy Akhtar Nawab out at Alta Coladad in uh, Brooklyn over there on Vanderbilt. His meal was just uh, perfection, just awesome, amazing. He's such a talented individual. Um, He's been on the show in the past, and... He just killed it. It was. I was so lucky to, to, to be able to get into the restaurant, one. Two, to have him in there cooking for us all at that same time was just a really, really cool thing. And after, uh, you know, the day before... I had actually gone out to lunch with an old friend and went to uh, a place called Surya in Philly, uh, which is this Lebanese restaurant. So like two days in a row, just blown away by food. Um, And that rarely happens where you just get blown away by food. And I was really, really stoked to be able to share that with people and and have a good lunch the one day and then have a great dinner the next day. So um, but. I'm just constant talking, um, one day working without a mic and the next two days working with a mic makes it why I sound like this right now. I don't know if I sound super sexy or if I sound like a drug addict on a Monday morning. Um, but I'm hoping I'm sounding sexy. So ladies, if I sound sexy, tell me, um, the other stuff that was going on was, uh, you know, I, uh, I headed back into Philly, super glad to be home. I'm home for the day. Um, and then I'm heading down to Fort Myers, Florida. So, uh, I went, I'm down there. I'm doing a bunch of fun stuff. Uh, at my buddy's place down at city tavern, we're going to come up with some new menu items. We're going to do a lot of neat stuff down there. So if you're down in the Fort Myers area, stop by and say hi at, uh, the city tavern to everybody over there. You won't see me cause this airs after I'll be there. Um, bunch of really cool stuff going on. I got to hang out and have a little chat with, uh, Tyler Florence, who I'll be honest with you. Uh, I was shocked. I, I just didn't expect that from him. What an, what a, uh, what a genuine dude. What a really, really nice guy, um, just just gracious. You know, watching him with his fans and watching him talk to people and being genuinely engaged with them during a meet and greet and pictures and just a really, really nice guy. And you know, I, 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 I try to I try to take things from I try to take things like that from people when I meet them, um, and 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 you know, to see somebody who is as, as well known and as well respected as he is in this industry of the quote unquote celebrity chef world, um, was really kind of cool to me. It was just a neat thing to see somebody who was just so genuine and, and, and genuinely just interested in other people. Um, it was really kind of cool. So Tyler, uh, Tyler's going to be on the show as well, um, in the next couple of weeks. So, uh, so thanks brother. That was just really cool. I, I, I had a a little uh, Twitter contest that I posted out last week um, to get a culinary apprentice up in Brooklyn for me. And this kid named Chase Fisher came out um, from Chicago. He flew in. Uh, on his dime, on his own dime, he flew into New York, uh, hung out, and uh, worked with me for two days. He's a second-year culinary student who worked his ass off. I don't think he's ever worked this hard um, at what he does. He owns a little brand, so I'm going to give him a little plug. It's called Fishing for Flavor. So if you get a chance, go over to Instagram. Check it out. It's called fishing for flavor. Um, I hung out with, uh, some, uh, some federal agents, uh, on Saturday night. Uh, it was late. Um, I had gone out to, uh, see some friends. I went out to see a friend of mine, um, Shannon, who works with transitions, which is a, uh, kind of a a management group in sorts and a marketing group. And, uh, with my buddy, Don Poiva. Uh, and, and Shannon, it was her birthday. It was her 35th birthday. So I went out there and I hung out, uh, at this little bar called Wogie's over in the financial district in New York, up in Manhattan. And, uh, I didn't know anybody. Um, I just kind of got to kind of hang out and then boom, who walks in the front door, my fucking buddy, the gift. Cordell Booker comes in and I just, I just love Cordell. He's just such a quality individual and such a great dude. Um, and, uh, got to meet another buddy of his, who's a photographer, who's a filmmaker. Uh, so Cortez, Hey man, it was, it was awesome meeting you as well. um, while I was up there, I just met a really cool bunch of people. Um, this woman walked up to me at the bar and, you know, I'm from Philly. So we're, we're kind of automatically a little defensive in the way that we do stuff. And she was looking at me from across the bar. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, look, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously, you know, I mean, I'm a 47 year old dude. Um, but she walked over to me and she touched me and she's like, I like your sweater. And I'm like, my initial response is, fuck you. You know, like I didn't say that to her, but it kind of was. And then I ended up talking to her and it was pretty cool. She was pretty, she was actually pretty funny. Uh, she was leaving for, she lives in Denver and she was flying to Portland the next morning to go and have lunch and dinner with friends and then flying to Denver right after that. So just kind of met some really cool people. I was up there and then I leave and I realized when I had left, and it was about one o'clock in the morning that I hadn't eaten yet. I hadn't eaten throughout the day. You know, I picked like a cookie dough here. I had a cookie or a little piece of steak off of the dish that I was cooking in these crazy ovens. I was doing the Advantium oven for GE and I was working on the induction cooktop. And I cook really cool food when I do this stuff with these guys. And and again, pizzas. I had not one single. I think I had one piece of pizza that I'd made. I didn't even have any fucking Brooklyn pizza. I was pissed when I got home. I almost missed my train because I was about to stand in line to get a fucking slice of pie while I was in the in the Penn Station. I still didn't have it. So I came home last night and had a bunch of my favorite pizza from this little place up here. But I walked into this bar at the bottom of my hotel, which, by the way, my hotel had a fucking balcony on it in Brooklyn. I don't know what I did to deserve that, but that was brilliant. That was just awesome. I got to sit out there on Friday or Thursday and do some work and, and sitting in the sun and then watching the sun go down in New York. Like, come on. Couldn't beat that at all. But So I'm sitting down, and these three dudes walk in. And I could tell, you know, you, you can tell when somebody's military or ex-military or whatever it is. And, uh, these guys were all federal agents and, uh, just really, really good guys. I'm not going to throw some names around because, uh, you know, I don't, I don't need to do that, but, um, to the three guys that I met at, uh, at the bar in Brooklyn Saturday night, uh, if you guys are listening, thank you so much one for your service and what you guys do now. And, um, just really had an amazing conversation with these guys and it's kind of odd to listen to somebody who doesn't have a political agenda um you know that they work for the government they are the government at that point and it was just a really wide uh you know an eye opening conversation and i really enjoyed that you know this conversation went on until about three o'clock in the morning um so that's another reason why my voice is as bad as it is so um but uh you know with all that being said uh i'm I'm pretty happy uh, to have uh, my next guest on um somebody who I followed for a while uh, I've really just kind of loved her style of comedy and what she does and her uh the characters that she plays and all of that and and uh, she's she's kind of a part of the family at this point she's working on a show with my brothers um, doing some stuff some cool stuff and uh and and I'm pretty stoked to, to be able to have her on the show um so everybody do me a favor uh, i'm just going to give this to you real fast i'm going to give you a little rundown um so uh she was born in portland oregon and is the youngest of three uh, by accident it says uh becky spent the majority of her childhood doing gymnastics gymnastics and impersonating uh fat bastard uh, in high school she won the award for the most likely to star in a reality tv show uh with stars in her eyes and chicken tenders in her hands becky reloaded located in southern california To study business in time date. Uh, Becky began doing stand-up at the comedy store in La Jolla and was asked to feature her act at TEDx talks uh, SDSU uh, before graduating, and you're going to hear about that in a little bit. Uh, she moved to LA and has since become the city's comedy darling. Uh, Becky's been invited to feature her comedy on uh, Laughs on Fox and Nuvo's TV Cabo Comedy Festival Fresh Faces. Uh, she was cast as a lead in the Oxygen pilot Straight Up with a Twist and worked on Comedy Central pilot Not Safe with Nikki Glaser. Uh, Becky's also worked on YouTube Strategy for The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, Late Night Seth Meyers and Jimmy Kimmel Live. Currently, she works at Funny or Die as a member of their dedicated social team. So, ladies and gentlemen, do me a favor. Welcome to the show, my new sister, Becky Robinson.
1: Hello,
0: Tampa, Florida. Actually, I'm in Philadelphia. You're in L.A. Production is in Tampa, Florida. Okay. (laughs) Good morning, Becky Robinson.
1: Good morning.
0: Was well, it still morning? No, it's m- it's noon 08 for you.
1: Uh, in comedian lifestyle, noon is very much still yeah. the morning. Yeah, that's
0: <laughs> what it, that, that's got to be. I couldn't imagine. Well, no, I guess I have because I'm a chef and we did the same thing.
1: Did you, it was the same? What time do you? Yeah, you cook late.
0: Well, I mean, you know, in the kitchen. Our world was you cook late, you clean up you go to the bar and then you go to the late night club and then you go to somebody's house and then you go home and go to bed and then wake up and start it over again the next morning.
1: Yeah. That's very similar. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's pretty similar to what you guys do.
1: Totally. Yeah. Sometimes till 2am, sometimes for four people, sometimes for a thousand and then you go to your friend's house until 2 a.m. to work on an audition that you're for sure not going to get, and <laughs> <laughs> that's how it goes.
0: All right, let's do this. Do me a favor, uh, Becky. Why don't you tell everybody out there who you are, what you do, and how they can get in contact with you?
1: Oh, okay. Well, and not like you, don't have to,
0: it. you don't have to throw <laughs> phone numbers at that. No digits. Skip the digits.
1: I'm gonna hit him with a phone number and address <laughs> right <laughs> off the gate. Um, hi, my name is Becky Robinson. I'm a stand-up comic. I do a lot of characters. Uh, I wear wigs, costumes, and uh, and I voice act. And Very that's nice. why I kind of I feel like sound like a chain smoker today. I was working on some uh, characters over the weekend.
0: <laughs> and a lot what of
1: is a lot of weird voices?
0: And what's your what's your social media handle?
1: Um, so I'm terrible. It's different on every single thing. No, you're not. Uh, I know, it's so bad. I guess my name is just I'm it's such a basic ass name. I think it was just it was swept up on every app before I had the chance. But I'm most active on Instagram. My Instagram handles at Becky Robinson four, and then YouTube, I upload a lot. Um just the Becky channel. Uh Twitter, Becky R. Robinson, and Facebook, official Becky Robinson.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, for anybody who got Call that,
1: you deserve a medal.
0: <laughs> the only thing you're missing is like underscores <laughs> and a couple of emojis.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's a disaster. I'm working on it.
0: <laughs> That's crazy. So Becky Robinson. For, right, so anybody on Instagram, run to Becky Robinson for because I'll tell you what. Uh, I have I've followed you for a while prior to you becoming a part of the family, shall we say? Mm, yes. And, and uh, and you're funny as shit. You crack me gosh, up. Man. You you do. You're gosh, classic cause you, and I love the characters. What what <laughs> what brought characters into it?
1: Oh gosh, I think I've just kind of been doing them forever. Of I love wearing wigs and half of them. It's just, I think I really started doing more when audiences started getting a little more sensitive, and it was kind of just a fun way to just do either the stupidest possible thing or just anything that I was like, well, this makes me laugh more than any of my regular jokes. So let's do this. This will be fun. And it was just kind of a good supplement to things I was already doing on stage. And I, I like doing um, the characters online and, you know, it makes boyfriends freak out. And I like that. as <laughs> well. Some days you come home, this is a pure boy. And, um, you know, I don't know. I just, I've always loved doing characters ever since I was a little taught.
0: So are you doing are you doing multiple characters per set, or are you just doing one because your your costumes are they're pretty in depth
1: yeah, when I headline I have to bring a u- haul
0: <laughs> God damn travel's <laughs> expensive no wonder where so, so you're only doing stuff in l a right now is what you're saying <laughs> like. <laughs>
1: You ever see that guy at the airport that's like, you lost my bag? I'm like that guy on crack. <laughs> I've sourced these wigs from the weirdest looks all across the country. When my bag gets lost, it's a huge deal. Uh, but yeah, if I'm headlining, i usually do. I'll do, I'll have uh, whoever's hosting or featuring say, you know, Becky's coming, but we have a surprise celebrity guest, and I'll go up as a character first. Um, and then sometimes, depending on the tech that the club has, <laughs> I'll either just completely change clothes on stage um, or, or you run off if they do like blackout lights and stuff. But I'll usually do three characters a set at least. Wow. If I'm headline, yeah. Do
0: you have a favorite?
1: Oh, yes. Yes, I do. Right now, my favorite is um. Did you remember Susie Chapstick?
0: Hell yeah. You <laughs> did? Of course I do. Well, first of all, I'm I'm, old, I'm older than you. I'm older than Mike and Tim. So uh, just so I'm going to let everybody know. So uh, Becky is currently doing some work with my brothers from Ugly Brother Studios, which is how we connected, because normally A-list celebrities like Becky don't talk to me. So I had to pay my brothers.
1: <laughs> you
0: had to pay old Mike off. I did. Um, <laughs> do you, know you know my other brothers getting married? Did you know that, Tim? no. It- Oh, Tim's, Tim's getting married. Tim's getting married in January, and I don't have a place to stay in L.A. because both of their houses are taken up. So my girls and I have to literally fucking couch hop. Oh, so you guys you guys want
1: to crash at my place?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, my, so my brother Mike calls me yesterday. And he's, like, Yo.
1: Out,
0: <laughs> he, he's like, "Yo, Bry, uh, so and so is going to be out of town during Christmas. You can crash at his house." And the last time that I stayed at his house, it's like a rent-controlled place over in I don't know West Hollywood somewhere. That's the biggest yeah. shithole that I have ever come in contact with. <laughs> I mean, I swear to God, there were pots and pans in the sink that had been there for six months. There was shit. The 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 <laughs> it, it was, and I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" I'm like, come on, dude. You've, you've been in that apartment before, and now you're offering it to me and my children? I have nowhere to stay when I come to L.A. So, yeah, my girls and I are going to crash at your place.
1: That's perfectly fine. Now, how many yeah. children are we talking?
0: Well, I have seven. I'm Irish. So I, I, I actually only have, have two. Seven kids? No, I only have two. I have two girls. They're 17 and 14. So all they really want to do is go shopping anyway. It doesn't matter. Oh,
1: my gosh. Perfect. Yeah. I love it. just thought just drop them off at the grove like-
0: yeah yeah it's just gonna cost me yeah. a fortune I spent 97,000 <laughs> 97,000 miles to fly out there <laughs> I'm not shitting you oh my you. I'm, a, I'm a hoarder of points and I had anxiety the entire time I was booking the flight
1: that's yeah that's, that's a lot of points I feel like 2,500 is the most I'll blow on singular but you got you got kids in the mix you got a lot going on so the wedding you said January?
0: January 3rd yeah
1: yeah, oh my
0: goodness. I know Get married. Are you
1: going to give a speech? Any jokes?
0: Man, I gave a speech at the first fucking wedding <laughs> I didn't that's
1: cry I, I didn't do anything
0: you don't, I spoke you don't have to give a
1: speech at to the wedding,
0: wedding. I have nothing to say to. No, no, no. To give- no, that's That's like having a baby shower for your third kid
1: <laughs> Yeah, why bother? You know, it's an accident anyways
0: Exactly. All right. So, so back to you, back to you, back to you, back to me staying at your place. So you had like a party there last night at your house.
1: We had, um, yeah, we were getting our hair done. (laughs) We have this this friend that comes over and she's absolutely insane. And she comes over and she talks us about all the 17 guys she's currently hooking up with and then dyes (laughs) our hair. And she always ends up drinking too much and fucking up our hair. And I literally woke up this morning looking like fucking Steven Tyler. So that's where I'm at. (laughs) Like think my hair literally was like Steven Tyler. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> she comes over to do our hair and it's like, she just ends up getting too drunk and forgetting, you know, when the pizza shows up or something and, Here we are, you know. It was
0: like a series of videos that I was watching and I was I was I I, as both of our voices for anybody who's listening right now, you can tell that both of our voices are a little bit worse than normal. We sound like we sound like cats fighting in a party. Susie, yeah. And I had an appearance this weekend where I spoke for like twenty-nine fucking hours cooking. (laughs) <laughs> and Becky was out boozing with the girls doing hair with Steven Tyler last night. So it's equality. a
1: quality. I had 17 sets this weekend that I did dress as a skier. So I was oh screaming my. the entire time.
0: Oh my God. I don't, it's 17 I don't know. Why do we do this 17? to ourselves? Did you really do 17 sets this weekend? Oh, I 17.
1: Really? What? Okay, good. Yeah. Um, no, I had a lot. I had a lot. A lot of people are doing a lot of like, house party shows now and stuff. Really? You know, in, like, big, in their big backyard. Yeah, a lot on the east side, some some over, like, kind of by the beach, which is fun, but it's also, like, it really, really strains the old vocals, you know, because you got to scream for them to hear you. Sometimes the amp doesn't, your voice doesn't travel quite far enough. But I had a few of those this weekend. had my show at the improv and stuff, and I've been doing this skier character that half the time I don't have the <laughs> microphone, so I'm just <laughs> yelling. <laughs>
0: How, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, how, uh, what's it like? I mean, this is going to sound like the most generic question ever. Seriously. What's it like I can't being, I mean, being a comedian, I mean, you're, you're, you're constantly on, you can, you never, like I can walk out of a kitchen and nobody expects me to cook, but, but I go out mm-hmm. to the bar with you and I expect you to be funny as shit. Like, like, I mean, that's the expectation. Not only that, but in this day and age, how, 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 what's it like being a comedian?
1: It's an absolute disaster. I don't know why I chose this.
0: <laughs> fuck, I'm going back to <laughs>
1: school. <laughs> so I started putting on wigs. I was like, fuck this noise. No. <laughs> it was fine. You know, cause you have your friends and they know you and you know, you can, you can talk to them for real and they, they know you don't have to be out. There was a while when I got in this weird rut of things. It's kind of like thinking everything was technically like work. Like even to the point of like going to the gym, it's like, well, you got to work on your appearance so that everything will look the way it's supposed to on stage and on screen. And then I just realized that's a bad, that's a bad way to think about things. Like, do you think about being a chef all, all the time? Like, are you constantly trying to weave it
0: into conversations? I played Xbox for six and a half hours today, Becky. (laughs) I swear to God I did because I couldn't talk and I didn't want to do anything. And I'm like, I've got to record with her this afternoon. And I've got to sound better than every other person that records with her because she's going to sound awesome. And now you sound like shit and so (laughs) do I. So we're good. I never should have played Xbox. I should have just sent the fucking emails.
1: (laughs) 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 Mondays, you know, they're always... (laughs) It's it's okay, but honestly, truly though, I I love I love stand up. I think it's I you know at the end of the day, sometimes after a night of shows or or anything, you get a message from someone on Instagram, and then for once, it's not a dick pic, and it's someone being like, "Dude, I haven't laughed that hard in so long. I'm like going through so much right now, and I, I'm very thankful that I I chose this and that I get to do this full time."
0: Little Italy got me the other day. <laughs> Fucking! I was crying. <laughs> I swear to God, I was crying, I, and I was like, "I got how can you not reply back to that?" It was the greatest post, <laughs> and then you came back. Yours was after.
1: by far one of the best.
0: <laughs> well, and I I went, then I looked, I looked guys, at. it If you
1: don't know, yeah, I went on my Instagram and I and I say literally really soft, just purely because it makes me laugh. <laughs> 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 I'm stupid. Brian, it's so stupid i i'm I'm, thank you for responding well but it was great validation
0: because as soon as i saw it i immediately recorded mine and then i posted it and sent it to you and then the next video came up and you were fucking doing it again and i was i was like doubled over crying laughing because it was just really (laughs) funny it was just it was just funny so that's
1: that's my favorite type of of bit just something that i (laughs) <laughs> like, it's just so stupid that it it makes you laugh. That's that's the stuff I am I like to do.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's good.
1: And Instagram's a great testing ground for that.
0: <laughs> but it also, I think, brings. I, I mean, the Instagram portion of it, I, th- I really think, brings a personal world to a celebrity. In that case,
1: yeah, especially when you're a huge celebrity like me, I definitely like to be personalized on
0: it. <laughs> I'm shocked that you're talking to me,
1: it's honestly so nice, like, having someone call you One day You know, I, I have my are. mom Blocked on Instagram and, Do you really? Uh, yeah, and Why? I feel really bad about it Because I just, you know I don't know. There's times when she calls and I don't want to answer and then I know she would go straight to looking at my Instagram and be like, what's up?" So would like, you're just literally dyeing your hair and making out with a puppy. Like, why aren't you answering my call, bitch? <laughs> That's why I have her blocked. But the last time I went home, she like really, she gave like a really emotional speech about it. She's like, oh my God. I bump into, into some of my friends and they need to talk about your Instagram and say that, you know, I'm like, did you see Becky's phone the other day? It was, it was really cool. And she's like, it's embarrassing for me, you know, because I don't get to see the stuff. And so I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, And it made me feel so bad. I was like, Oh God, mom, fuck. <laughs> I'm like, I promise I'm doing it for your own good. <laughs> well,
0: my mother and I share like 500 plus friends on Facebook.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's a lot. It is. Well, and the funny part is the only thing that really gets my mother is my tattoos.
1: Oh so, yeah. How old were you when you got your first?
0: I was thirteen when I got my first tattoo. Oh
1: my God. And did she know about it?
0: Yeah, and she looked at me and she called me an asshole and said you're gonna regret that later in life. And then later in life, I when I would when I first started doing TV, which was about fifteen years ago, I used to have makeup put on my arm. Cause it was like a cross. It was like a stick and poke tattoo of a cross on my forearm that was about an inch high. I wasn't like okay. a badass. I was a dumbass. That's,
1: I mean, that's a cool tattoo. Yeah, that I had
0: removed. It was the first tattoo I had removed. Ah, that's
1: so crazy. What is that process like? Painful.
0: Well, I mean, I got the tattoo, so it's not nearly yeah. as painful as the tattoo, but it sucks. Um, it, I mean, it, it sucks, but I. I luckily I got it for free. I didn't have to pay for the removal because I have a guy. I know a guy. We all know a guy, but I have a guy in Philly <laughs> who was like one of the premier laser guys in the country. So all new lasers that come in for tattoo removal go to him first because he tests them. And then he calls me and says, hey, Brian, can you come in? And that's how it happened. So I got three tattoos removed by him and I've had nine put on since. Oh my but my God. mother gives me shit and she puts like sad faces on like the sad emoji. <laughs> Next to like Instagram post when she replies. So I get what you're saying. Yeah. (laughs) Poor lady. Yeah,
1: you're like, I just, you know, I don't need this. Like, I, it's hard enough when you're trying to do what you want to do. Like having your mom chime in and be like, I don't want this. You're like, God damn it. You're my own mom.
0: What? What was the, you did a post a couple of weeks ago, a month or so ago, that was you were talking about dating or something. And you started. Uh, it was, I was fucking. You're, you're, look, you're just funny. You're just funny and you make me laugh. And I think that's cool because I don't know. Because not a lot of people can do that, you know? So it's cool. And I think it's wild. thanks,
1: man. Uh, that's really nice of you to say. I don't know. Was it we're talking about dating on it? Was it an experiment video or
0: what was it? Hold on, let me look.
1: Um, dating, dating life is just an absolute disaster. I mean, so it's truly It's tragic.
0: So is mine. I had like a good long, have you had long distance relationships?
1: Um, I mean, no, no, I'm
0: sorry. Not long distance. Let me rephrase that. Have you had, have you had long term -term relationships?
1: The long, I've dated like three guys or four guys, two years each, but two years is like, I hit at this two year period and it's like, okay, that's
0: it. And then (laughs) are you breaking, are you breaking up with them or are they like, I can't do this. I got to get out of here.
1: Uh, i there was one situation where I was ultimately don't, but it was one of those things where you get back together a bunch of times and break up. I think he just wanted to, like, you know, be like the big dick, like, no, I got the last say in this, right. <laughs> right? You know, um, but that one was definitely the hardest, the getting back together and stuff thing with all the other guys. Yeah, I I broke it off. Um, hmm.
0: yeah. <laughs> but it's if, a tough you no, know,
1: I I really I'm an embarrassment in like putting myself out there, you know, and especially if you're like drinking or whatever, like I I texted the next boyfriend the other night at two AM and I said, Hey and he just responded, No.
0: Oh no shit. <laughs> no way. Like
1: <laughs> 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 yeah so that's where i'm at you know
0: <laughs> no
1: but it's honestly like i don't even really think about it other than there's times when i it's almost robotic i think about because i'm and like creatively very fulfilled and happy with everything that i'm doing and and then every now and then if it's like midnight or something it's like i feel a chill in the air i'm like oh shit what the fuck you're supposed to date. <laughs> like, you're supposed to maybe, like, have romance. <laughs> but I don't know. It's definitely not a priority, but it's something that um, I find uh, awful and hilarious and embarrassing most of the time.
0: It's a tough, I mean, it's a shitty world in that dating part. And then you yeah. add into it, like, Tinder and Bumble and Match mm-hmm. and Plenty of Fish and Coffees and Bagels and and it Coffee just gets Gables. even worse. I know. My you know, buddy I got on
1: Raya. I'm excited about what, that. What is it? Raya. Raya. It's like the it's like the dating app for like mostly like, uh, Matthew Perry's on there. Like it's a it's supposed to be like a celebrity dating app or kind of like a dating app for people in the creative in a creative industry.
0: Oh, well I, well, I want to go there. What if Raya? Do you have to get like? Is it like? Do I need a special code? Mariah.
1: Yeah. If you're, if someone's on it, they can give you a friend pass. Um, a front it pass. Me, like, I, yeah. It's so, they try to be so exclusive That's stupid. It's like, I don't know. You get through, you get through a crop of them and then you're like, well, that's it. Just John there and Matthew Perry. And I'm not, I get very minimal matches on there. I think my default picture was like me in a penis costume jumping up and down. So, you know,
0: <laughs> you're, just, you're, you're reeling them in there. <clears throat> Is it, how do you spell it? I want to look this up now. How do you spell it?
1: It's
0: R-A-Y-A. R-A-Y-A. Raya. Yep, it the
1: mix. If I get another friend pass, I'll give it. Well, aren't you married?
0: No, I'm divorced. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm single. I actually... Yeah, I we got to get you on there. I was married. I got, I, I got separated. I moved out of my house uh, 10, a little over 10, actually 10 years ago today. Well, no, 10 years ago, October 25th, I moved out of my house and I met my next girlfriend five days later and Mm -hmm. we were together for seven years.
1: Where'd you guys meet?
0: She was a, well, it's weird. We met, I'm sorry. Let me just get all this shit that I have in my mouth out first. producers like what the fuck she's got a shitty phone cell phone connection and brian sounds like he's just gargling marbles um (laughs) she uh uh, she was an assistant i was doing a local tv show in philly and she was my culinary assistant and i know that sounds super shady but it wasn't she just worked for me and then when i had moved out of my house it was around the time that facebook had really become hot like like hot at that moment about 10 years ago and Mm -hmm. which you were what you were like 17 right you're young Mm -hmm. yeah you 27. Yeah. 27. Oh, okay. So there you go. So she was, and so we became friends on Facebook and I said, Hey, we should grab a drink sometime. And she said, well, you're kind of a dirt ball because you're married. And I said, actually, I'm not married anymore. And then the rest was kind of history. She was a rock star. She was, uh, she was a rock star. She was a great chick. And then ever since then, I've just been, you know, like super shady. <clears throat> it's been three years of shade. <laughs> three
1: years of straight up shade.
0: So it's well, been three okay, years. Well. <laughs>
1: Next friend pass I get on Ryan, so like, we'll get you, we'll get you fixed up for.
0: <laughs> I can't wait. Only if it's somebody in a dick costume. <clears throat> yeah. So have you have you done like Bumble and Tinder and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, but I don't really like meet up with people. I go on every now and then. Like when I when I think about it, when I'm like, oh, I should I should maybe try. to I just don't.
0: I don't think anybody goes out with anybody. I really, I, my, my honest opinion about it all is that I think <clears throat> that it's more of a human cataloging situation. I think that you look yeah, through, it feels like through that. and then you wait for somebody to reply. You talk to them for a little bit. And then at the next moment, you're realizing that you're talking to 15 people. So then you kind of ghost out on certain, it's weird. It's just weird. Yeah.
1: I just see, like, my friends, and I have friends that date constantly from those things, but they have a lot of horror stories, but... And then you meet more and more people nowadays, and it's like, where did you two meet at shows sometimes? I like to do stuff with the audience and ask me where they met, and more and more now, there's so many married couples from Tinder. It's insane. From Tinder? Like, well, I don't know if this is going to work out or not, guys. you probably be broken up in a couple years, but there's so many, and they're like, yeah, we met on Tinder. I know. Yeah. <laughs> And when I when I just don't, every guy I've ever dated, I've known, I've been friends with for a long time first, or we like work together in some aspect to the point where it's not just like date for the first time that you meet someone. I think that's
0: kind of, I don't know. I think it would be hard to date you. <clears throat> <laughs> and I mean that, I know I mean that in a respectful manner. I yeah. do. Because it's, I mean, like your life is not a t- typical, you, you know, you, you're like, you don't have a nine to five. Okay. mm you make your money through being on on stage, you know. I mean, you travel, you work late, and you're and you're almost and it's like you're always on. And, and I guess and especially when you're starting out. I mean, how you've been doing this for how long?
1: Um, like six seven years. Yeah, I moved to LA when I was I moved to LA in 2013, that was when I really started doing stand up and been doing it full time mostly ever since. 2014, I guess, was when I got kind of like a first writing job on Comedy Central. That was when it was like, okay, we're full time now, we're doing. It. Um, so yeah.
0: What did what 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 was the what made you move to LA? And you're from Portland, right?
1: Uh, yeah, well, you're technically tigered. I grew up a little bit outside the city. And what I like to call it was a tough cul-de-sac, just deer trotting around. No, it was it was great. But uh, I grew up, yeah, in Oregon for my whole life, and then. uh... I was, I, I went to San Diego State for college and I never really, spent, I just knew I, 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 I used to watch videos and snowboarding was like a big part of my up cause it would rain so much in Oregon. It was just sheer misery. So you could take this bus up to the mountains. Um, and it was like an hour and a half and then you were just in this majestic, you know, winter wonderland. So I got really into snowboarding and I would compete and stuff. And then, um, I started making all these videos and like, and I started trying to like riff bits on cheerless with strangers. um So when I I got into a couple of schools in Southern California, I was like, okay, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna make movies and stuff and maybe perform. And and then yeah, right before my 21st birthday, my sister came to visit me and forced me to try stand up. And uh, I did it a few times. And then my parents actually were like, "What are you thinking? Like, why?" My mom actually said, and I quote, she said, Why would you, how could you do this to us? <laughs> Which I was like,
0: What? Jesus. <laughs> uh, I didn't tattoo my face, mom, with with yours. I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm standing on stage, lady. No wonder why you don't yeah. let follow you on Instagram, Jesus.
1: Uh, yeah, no, now you know. Yeah, you give it. Are you Catholic?
0: <laughs> are, well, Robinson, not Catholic. They're, are you Catholic?
1: I um, was either Christian, but uh, I was the third kid, like she talked about earlier. <laughs> um i was kind of like an accident so my parents uh i didn't um i didn't do i didn't go to church a lot because i really? was they just like put me in gymnastics and they were like okay perfect
0: <laughs> <laughs> just, just keep it quiet, <laughs> keep her quiet. Around
1: in the gym for eight hours a day <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah i think i think that too like the gymnastics i competed ever since i was you know I'm 10 years old and moved up really fast because I was just like a tiny little I mean I had pecs and like ninja turtle abs and just loved it but I think that's where kind of like the, the love to perform kind of probably started for sure right. and um and then yeah after college I did, my parents paid for my school and I think they were just kind of like you know you're supposed to be like you're gonna be a businesswoman you're not like a performer that's not right. like kind of what we do in this family it's just not realistic and it's absurd and and I just remember feeling, I was so frustrated because I wanted to do it so bad. And I was like, I finally found my thing. And, you know, And I, when I moved to college, I met these girls that like really brought it out and really helped me like grow into that person and like supported me and he, my humor and stuff. And so, you know, uh, when I graduated college, I was like, I'm going to move straight to LA. I'm going to get a job. And I'm going to be completely on my own. So I can stand up every single night and they they won't have a say. Right. They won't, they won't get to say, like, you can't do this. And I, I kind of felt like since they were paying for my college, like okay, I owed them. It was like, okay, I have to do this for you guys. Um, like, you know, graduate and get. And I ended up, I uh, started studying business. And then I ended up taking a bunch of theater classes. And then I ended up double majoring. So I was like, wanted to do theater and stuff. And Jesus. Um, yeah, when I graduated, I moved straight to L.A., got a job. And, yeah. And I would just you, get off you at, like school you know, five, six. and did you um, go to school for? Um, business. Yeah, business management Emphasizing in, uh, entrepreneurship Because so I was like, all right I'm going to be an entrepreneur in entertainment <laughs> It was all, like Everything I did was so that I could One day ultimately work in entertainment Huh
0: My, uh, like my daughter business. wants to go to San Diego State <clears throat> We're going to oh, look at Oh, she does? It. Yeah, we're going to look at it when I come out there <gasps> oh, And I love San Diego. So, so did you go to Ho Dad's when you went to school there? Ho Dad's? Yeah Hodad's burgers? Hodad. Are you kidding me?
1: Oh, no. <laughs> no, I had a lot of good eats. I promise you that, but I didn't I didn't go to Hodad's. Where is that?
0: They have like four they have, it, it's like the it's like one of the best burgers in the country.
1: Is it downtown?
0: There well there's OBPB um downtown and then they've got one over at the park now. It was my buddy, oh, my buddy, my buddy took it over. It was a concept that they had since the sixties. His parents owned it. And Hodad was mm-hmm. like, he was, a, he just passed away about two years ago. He was a rock star, an amazing dude. And his son runs it now. It's oh, really, so if you're down in that next time you go down to San Diego, just let me know. And I promise you, I will tell you the greatest restaurants to go to when you go to San Diego.
1: Oh, I, I absolutely
0: will. I love San Diego.
1: My so. friend, uh, I have a girlfriend who just opened a, um, a distillery down there. If really? you have any extra time, you should go hit it up. Yeah, she's the, I think the only female owned distillery in the city and it's just, it's blowing up. It's called You and Yours San Diego and they make what? and
0: Say they it have these
1: crazy like artisanal cocktails. It's called You and Yours FD. You and Yours. You and Yours Distillery. Yeah. Correct. It's right downtown and, uh, yeah, it's so dope. Their cocktails are like, how do you think you put these
0: ingredients in a cocktail? You know, there's like little flowers in them and shit. They're gorgeous. Right. <laughs> my uh, my buddy, uh, my buddy Eric Castro, who is like, he pretty much, I, I hate to say it like this, but he kind of created the cocktail program in San Diego.
1: Um, oh, okay.
0: And he owns like polite Pro- provisions. When was the last time you were down there? Well, it doesn't matter. Next time you go down there, I promise you, I will send you to the right spots. Okay, done. There, so there, when are you guys going to
1: visit the school?
0: Well, I think we're flying out to LA the 27th, and then we're okay. staying until the 6th. I think we have like a 6 a.m. flight. I got to get the fuck out of town because I have a real job. Not really. Yeah. I, kind of, I own my own company. But um, I actually have a new show coming out in April, so we're taping during a lot of that time. So I got a bunch That's of shit
1: amazing. Going What's on. coming out on, can you
0: say? Um, no, I shouldn't have said anything at that moment. <laughs> Actually. Well, oddly enough, I was I did this event this weekend and I was talking to Tyler Florence, the chef Tyler Florence, and he tweeted it. <laughs> oh, God. He tweeted the whole thing. And he's like, everybody go follow Brian Duffy. He's got a new show coming out on blah, blah, blah. So which you can pretty much just go to Tyler Florence and stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyway. All right. So, so the cat's out of the bag. So it's out of the bag. So mom and dad didn't want you to do this. You've now offended them. Because you spent all that time mm-hmm. in college They paid for yep. it You double fucking majored In college yeah. Which to me It just sounds like a tremendous amount of work And you were doing Were you doing any form of stand-up While you were in college Or you were just making your friends laugh
1: uh, Yeah, I tried it I, I, tried, I probably went up Gosh, I don't know how many times Maybe 20 times I, I was just about to turn 21 And I would wait in the outside of the comedy store And then they'd bring you in for your three minutes So I did a few sets and then, um, you know, and then and then I did a TED talk and bombed bombed what? my balls off. Um, <laughs> and that's when I was really like, okay, let me get about this about <laughs> back, up.
0: back up. Back up, um, back up, double major, double major time.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then yeah, I just was like, okay, I know I'm going to do this for sure. Like, I am going to be a stand-up comedian. I want to make TV i want to make movies so i just kind of was writing non-stop writing just ideas on on everything and then the second i graduated i was like i was thinking about moving to new york but i had a friend that was living in brentwood and she was like yeah you can stay on my couch until you figure out a job situation so i was like great she's like family to me she was like my sister's best friend growing up and it was just perfect because she was you know she's a uh, a NICU nurse And so she would work at night So I would like Sleep in her bed And then in the morning She would come home At like 7 And uh, I would be up and at them And she just had A really good head On her shoulders And kind of kept me Like focused You know Because I think When you move to LA Like you get swept up In a lot of like, A lot of yeah. different groups Of people doing weird things And I think Getting like a really Stable job Right when I got here Really helped with everything Because it was just like what was you was your job? Work non-stop What was your job? Um, I was I was an account coordinator at this company called Fullscreen, which I think there's still a company, but basically I was, uh, and they were a startup. I was like, this is so cool. They're like a digital media startup. And we were on the Culver Studios lot. And every day I drove to work, I would see Mel Brooks cause he worked on that lot. And uh, I was too nervous to talk to him every day. But on the day that I quit, I was like walking out with all my shit and he was walking <laughs> to his car. Cause he like still comes to work every day. And I was like, Mel, hi. I know you don't know me, but um, I just quit my job. I'm going to be a comedian. (laughs) And and I was like, I've been doing it for a while. I just got my first job in the business. I left my job and he was just like grabbed my arm. And he was like, do you got an agent? The most important thing is uh, that you need to have an agent. And I was like, yeah. I had like a manager that was helping me out at the time, but that was it. But I was like, yeah, I'm all set up. I'm good. Um, But yeah, I worked there for like a year. And uh, my job was basically uploading... We were. It was a YouTube channel like management company, but we were managing like high level accounts. Like I would, I was responsible for uploading all of like Jimmy Fallon's YouTube videos until like one in the morning. And there was uh there was many a night when I was like, shall I just like quote unquote you know accidentally upload one of stand-up sets to his channel? Like
0: oh Jesus,
1: you know he's got millions of subscribers. on a I'll say it was an accident, but right. I've, I mean I never did anything like that, but. Um, yeah.
0: Huh. What
1: was, that was the job.
0: What was it? What was it like the first time you went up and did stand up? I mean, like internally, what was it like?
1: I remember thinking, I remember thinking three minutes is so long. I could never talk for three minutes. Like you never talk for three minutes or like be funny for three minutes. That just felt like a lifetime. And I kind of had some ideas in my head that I had written out. Um, and I was just terrified, but I get kind of lucky. I think a lot of people start stand up and they just do it and they don't tell anyone. You don't invite friends. I invited like, it's like 10 friends there my first night. They were <laughs> oh, so supportive. That's they great. were so drunk. It was like, we filled half of the comedy store. And, and so, you know, I think they've always kind of been there. They, having friends like believe in you and they didn't, none of them like really work, you know, they all have different types of jobs. They're not really in, entertainment but they were so like down for the cause and they were like yes this makes sense she should do this right and so that was I feel like I got really lucky but yeah I was scared shitless yeah you get scared shitless sometimes you know
0: <clears throat> do you really uh, I mean-
1: yeah sometimes it depends because just because I I was doing regular stand-up for a while and trying to build out, you know, my first half hour and then my first hour and then I started, like, putting characters in the mix and trying those characters on stage and that was, like, being scared all over again. It was, like, starting stand-up as a new person. Right. (laughs) And, like, trying to figure out what works and what doesn't.
0: Do you try this stuff out on your friends?
1: Uh, Or do you just go at uh, it? Yeah. Every now and then I'll write with a couple comics and we'll... You know, we'll talk about ideas But I don't really try Sometimes my roommates My roommates are uh, They're not really in the In the industry Sometimes they will be like What do you guys think of this?
0: Hmm.
1: And they give me Pretty good feedback
0: And then you look like Steven Tyler The next morning
1: <laughs> Sometimes they're like No you're crazy That doesn't make any sense And then <laughs> I'll come out Looking like God damn Steven Tyler It's so bad I gotta send you a picture
0: Yeah yeah Do Do I'm still trying to find that goddamn video that made me you. I, I don't even know what it was. <clears throat> I can't even remember. Cause I, I, I look at your stuff all the time now.
1: <clears throat> so, oh, are you talking about the pumpkin mask one?
0: Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Baby shit on your face. <laughs> it was pumpkin pie mix. <laughs> <laughs> baby shit on your face. That's what you said. <laughs> Oh, said, I did. So, said, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did. Oh my god! Um, oh the, yeah. The funniest part about it was you started to go into it, and then you went into this like dark character. Yeah. <clears throat> it was
1: awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. It was good. It's real, you know. It's fall. It's getting cold. It's what they call. It's what they call yeah. cuffing season. Do you know this?
0: Yeah. Okay. Wait, they, yeah. Okay. They, good, hold on. Yeah. They call it cuffing season.
1: Yeah. Why? Um, because it's when people try to like lock someone down for the, the all the bullshit, the holidays
0: Cause you need have warmth. to bring, you need, warmth. You, need warmth. You, need warmth.
1: you need warmth, you need someone to like maybe introduce your parents or maybe not, but just like someone to have someone there, you know, like people couple up for the season. So they call it cuffing season. Cause you, you, you put someone in a trap.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got you. bitch. <laughs> <I got laughs> <me>. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I don't I can't re- I don't I don't know if I've had a girlfriend for <clears throat> for the holidays or any of that stuff for the last bunch of years. I don't know if like I had. How's that been? You know, I'm so I'm really kind of focused on on one. I have two super cool girls and I work uh, just a fuck ton back. I mean, I'm 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 on I'm on, I fly. I mean, I'm about to hit 90,000 miles this year. It's a lot of miles. It's a lot of fucking miles.
1: Yeah, dude, that's a lot. Yeah. So that, let me ask you this: what, Do you have a favorite? I bet you have to. Do you cook a, a ton during the holidays? I mean,
0: no, no, I okay. don't. I don't. I cook more for during appearances and more during like pop, pop up stuff and when I open restaurants than I really do. Anything else. Like I'm I'm a huge fan of of eating out. Like my girls and I we're pho, ramen, Indian. We do funky food all the time. So awesome. Yeah. Both my girls. I mean my my fourteen year old loves pho. Like she will literally fuck up a bowl of pho. (laughs) It's grilled pork and do they, do
1: they like spicy food?
0: Um, <clears throat> no, Fiona's just kind of starting to kind of dive into it a little bit and M, mm-hmm. M eats pretty M could be my, Emily could be a vegetarian. She's a 17 year old. She could be a vegetarian, but Fiona's like, you know, I mean, Fiona's Fiona eats pretty much everything. She, she's allergic to nuts. So she's super careful about what she eats, but yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Are you a spice fan? Oh yeah.
1: Spice
0: Are them. you? good spy I love. Are you an aggressive, uh, aggressive eater in regards to, are you, are you adventurous? Will you eat anything?
1: Yeah. Unless it's some sort of a meat that kind of scares me.
0: Like what would scare you? I mean, growing up in Oregon, I mean, were, were you, were you uh, introduced to funky meats and stuff like that? I mean, was your dad like a big hunter?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was constantly serving up platters of pheasant during like homecoming Free parties. He was like, "Do you guys want some bacon wrapped pheasant?" My friends would be like, "The fuck is this?"
0: That <laughs> he shot. There's probably still like buck shots in it or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. We had a, a dog named Molly that was like a pointer dog, and so right. he would always. They always. They have this ranch um, in Hepner that they always go out to when they hunt. They bird hunt and stuff, and, and um, yeah, it was just mostly like pheasant. and stuff. Uh, I mean, I
0: like, I'll, I. eat anything of that. I hold love meat. Hold, hold on one second. My daughter just walked into my into my office and she has a question. What, Emily? Oh, take an Uber. This is full-blown on the show. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. She, she has a meeting at four o'clock that she has to get to. Um, anyway, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, So, go ahead. So, you're... So dad was cooking pheasant. I apologize. I totally lost the whole train of thought. It's the most. This is the most unprofessional <laughs> podcast ever. Hold on, I have to go clean the bathroom. I'll be right back. Back. Keep talking.
1: Here, one second. I gotta take a quick. Dive and I'll be right back. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love how you go take him over. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have? Are the? Oh, never mind. Um. Anyways, yeah. The only Do the it. only things I'm kind of scared of are like brain. Like, I don't think I would eat, you know, I mean, like brain or tongue and things like that. I don't know.
0: Have you ever had it? Have you ever tried it? I mean, it's not good. I'm no. not going to lie. It's not fucking good.
1: No, I haven't ever. I don't, I don't think I could put it in my mouth.
0: I had to do it in culinary school. <clears throat> they made us taste Real, it. Yeah. Brain. Brain, tongue, everything. Liver, like kidney. Like lamb
1: brain or what is it? What's the most like common brain that people eat?
0: Ow. Oh God! Cowbrain. And what did you think You not like it? I'm not. I no. I didn't like it at all. <laughs> not at all, because I'm not an adventurous eater. I'm not the guy who's going out like, oh fuck, let me put that scorpion in my mouth. That looks really good. I'm just not that guy. But I'll eat yeah, pretty you know, much. Like I'll try like frogs. Uh, chocolate. Well, frogs legs. I mean, I've had frog legs. Oh, They're
1: with the little feetsies?
0: Yeah, they're good. I mean, it's like a little chicken wing. <laughs> That's what it is. I've had them. I actually had them in, uh, where was I? I was in Atlanta a couple months ago, and I had them, and they were done as like as like buffalo. Damn. Yeah, like buffalo frog legs. They were tasty.
1: I'm definitely a big buffalo guy, but I don't know. Some of that stuff is like, I don't
0: so you, know. Are you like a chicken wing fanatic?
1: Yeah, I eat a lot of chicken. I didn't realize until I was I was traveling with Chris Kattan for a while, and he was like, "Dude, you eat more chicken than anyone i ever known." But also, it's like one of the first TV interviews I ever had to do uh, when I, I did a, a season of Wild and Out on MTV a while ago, and like we had to do these like sit down interviews in between episodes, and they were like, "What's your favorite part about being a comic?" And I was like, like honestly most comic clubs have like some of the best buffalo chicken strips I've ever had." Yeah, <laughs> like the dumbest answer. But he was like, "When you're at comedy, yeah, it's it's you're eating hell wings."
0: Right. See, I learned yeah. how to eat a wing playing rugby. <clears throat> so Play I rugby, can fuck, yeah, because I can fuck up a bowl of wings. In, in And seconds. I
1: bet you leave them like just the bones too. You know, I'm kind just, of just. I've got Italian.
0: Sure. Yeah, I've got a little. I've got Italian in me, so we like even my daughters. Like I give them ribs. Oh my God. Oh. There's not a dog like looks at it and walks away. Cause there's nothing even there. <laughs> there's just yeah, nothing.
1: That's amazing.
0: Yeah. We used to get, when I was playing rugby, we would, we would Wednesday nights after practice, 60 guys would all convene on some fucking bar. And it would be, if you ordered a pitcher of beer, you got wings. So they would like, Hey, you guys just ordered 10 pitchers of beer has 10 plates of wings and you would have to eat them as fast as possible or else you wouldn't get any. So I would, (laughs) I would, I'm going to do a video. I'll do a video and I'll send it to you of how I eat a wing. This is the weirdest. We're literally, what are you sending me a video of? Oh, you're sending me a picture of your hair. My Steven Tyler. Your Steven Tyler hair. Yeah. I look like a cancer patient, which is really horrible to say. That's But now I'm going to get, pro, I'm going to get like fucking picketed because I said a cancer patient.
1: You're definitely going to get so, you, you're bald? Or, is, or a, <laughs> is your hair getting patchy?
0: It's getting, I'm, I'm 47 back. I'm, I'm a little older than you. So yeah, I'm getting Well, patchy. Mike and Tim got full, they have full yeah. heads of hair, don't Dick, they? Dickheads. Tim, like <laughs> Tim, when you look at Tim and Tim hasn't shaved, he looks like he's in the Taliban. He's got like the patchy beard and the full head of hair. You know, did you know Mike was a sta- did stand up? When he first moved I don't to
1: know LA. If he ever
0: told me that. He first I moved to LA. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mike was a funny motherfucker.
1: There's Paul Mike and I will be texting and we'll be like riffing back and forth and he most of the time ends up saying the funniest thing and I'm like, Fuck.
0: Damn it. Got me. <laughs> Yeah, he's a funny dude. Or he dude. takes
1: it too far, but I'm not sure he's going to take it that far, and then he just goes, like, way out there, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> uh, respect.
0: You win. <laughs> so is there, a, is there a line that you won't cross? With my jokes? Yeah.
1: Um, I think everything can be done in a certain way. I mean, I'm not, like, I don't think it, you know, I'm not, like, getting on stage doing blackface or being like here's a this is a racist character i'm working like i right i don't know if there things that i feel like i shouldn't be talking about them or i couldn't i don't i don't know i like to keep things more That's not really the things that like my mind is churning up you know it's more so like oh this is stupid and funny and if there's something that i really don't feel comfortable with saying as myself i'll start i'll try it as one of my characters Right. I'm like, oh, this would be really funny if it was done in like a really, as like this country character or something, or if it was like a really Italian forward lady or something.
0: Yeah, because it seems Uh, like.
1: yeah, sometimes yeah.
0: I mean, it just seems like there's, you know, the whole the line of a comedian has. I mean, it's almost like it's been drawn, and then somebody like Chris Rock comes back after ten years of being silent. Yeah. And just unleashes on everything. Yeah. And then, you know, you look and then Roseanne, you know, like that whole, I just okay. listened to her. I just listened to her podcast with Joe Rogan yesterday. And uh, it's pretty impressive. How you record that. Um, yeah. Do you listen to Joe Rogan at all?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. So it was right after he did Elon Musk. Okay. Which was a great fucking interview. Yeah, it was great. And the Macaulay Culkin one? Did you hear that?
1: No, but he was at a party. a
0: while ago. Culkin was really good. Yeah. He's a pretty he's a pretty grounded dude. Yeah, I've enough. heard
1: that. People that are that I know that are friends with him, and he seems like he's very, very insightful, very interesting yeah. fella.
0: He is. He. I mean, like his girlfriend just bought a house, and Joe was like, "You didn't buy her a house," and he said, "No, she was." She, she, she wanted, she already had the things in motion before I even got involved. And like, he was just super yeah. cool. He was really good. But, but Roseanne was, uh, she, you know, she was the beginning of, she was the, she was the scapegoat and, and, and it was a really fucked up situation listening to her yeah, talk uh, about that, it when you hear it,
1: yeah.
0: you know, cause her, her version of it, it's totally different from everybody else's. So she's an, she's an odd bird. Don't get me wrong.
1: Yeah <clears throat> There's things with that where it's like You know it's it's always Like it's just been One company after another being like Okay this is the point when we have to Like we need to do something about this And like show yeah. But it's like Roseanne doing that Was so I'm not gonna It's like not surprising almost It's like that's so on brand for Roseanne Like that is how right. she is when You know she
0: was, she was talking about how she was on Ambien Yeah, which ambience some fucked up stuff. I mean, I don't. I stay as far. I don't do. I don't get involved in any of that stuff. Pills scare the shit out of me.
1: Yeah. So,
0: yeah, they just like it's gonna. You're gonna get addicted to it. Oh, cool. And it's gonna ruin your life. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Great. I'll tweet stupid shit and ruin my life. Cool. Give me two. Um, Who do you?
1: Period is just terrifying. What did you say? Twitter period is just. There's so many comics that are like, I'm getting off Twitter, fuck this. Yeah. Because people just scour your pages. But like, I've had Twitter since I was like like a a teenage skateboarder. Like I was tweeting some weird shit back in the
0: day.
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um but yeah.
0: Well and it's I mean You know, there's times when you're, when you're on the road and, and I mean, like, look, I know what it's like to be on the road and it's a lonely world out there and you're sitting around and all of a sudden you realize that you've got, you know, 30,000 friends on Twitter that are following you and replying to you and you start communicating with them and it turns weird sometimes, especially when you're, you know, if you're boozing and you're sitting at a bar and fuck, I love peanuts, you know? (sighs) Yeah, like, oh shit. What was I talking about peanuts for last night? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, who's guess, your I mean, I, who's your favorite comedian? If you had Of all
1: to. time or right now.
0: Like a, well well, okay, so of all time and then right now.
1: Of all time, Robin Williams. Right now,
0: Michelle uh, Wolf. God. I don't know Michelle Wolf. Oh.
1: Uh,
0: I just wrote Oh so good. Down. Yeah?
1: Yeah, sure. She, she's, She's so funny. She did the last White House Correspondence Dinner.
0: Oh yeah! First that's time I right. met her in okay. New York,
1: I fell off my bar stool because I was so nervous. Really? Uh, she's just so funny. I mean, she she has like kind of a crazy like hey, I'm Michelle Wolf. She has kind of a crazy voice and a lot of. people. <laughs> and she just like I mean, the writing and the jokes are at a level that I've just like, it's so good. She had a Netflix show for a season. Um, but it just got canceled, but she. Yeah, she's in a New York comics. She's an amazing. She had an HBO special. I think Chris Rock executive produced it. Really? Just yeah, incredible. You should you should check her out.
0: What's your what's your favorite like what's the favorite moment that you've had in your career so far? Um, that you were like, fuck, this is the greatest thing ever.
1: <laughs> I think it was Probably this year in Montreal was the absolute, the just coolest. Um, it was uh, Just for Laughs in Montreal. It's a big comedy festival up there. It's just such a, it was like such a cool thing to be, because we auditioned for it, you know, like you you, you all audition for it year after year. And I, I, I used to just, you can either go as a character or you can go as a standup. And my like first two years in LA I auditioned as a regular stand up and then kind of when I really started doing more characters, and you know, like team got together and they were like, Why don't you try characters? And I was like, All right, I don't really know how to do like the changes and the people that do characters were all like you know, they're all like very intense lesbian types. Right. Um, and uh, you know, they're playing the piano and they're singing and they're like Broadway kids and I was like, I don't know if I if I can like hack it with this crew and i also didn't really know any of them but it was like ah, it's fine it's a lot of fun so um i did one audition one year as characters and then last year i auditioned again as characters and uh got to go got like picked as a a new face of comedy this past year and it was just so crazy to be backstage and you're like you're getting this uh cordless mic like taped to your head because you have like weight mm-hmm. changes and stuff and I, I remember there was a moment we got to perform in this beautiful theater and it was just like classic and old you know you can just feel the history and like you're sneezing from the dust and you're like I love it yeah. uh, and like they didn't even have internet they had to burn all of our sound cues on fucking CDs oh jeez uh, yeah the very old school but there right. was a moment I remember just standing backstage like putting on my wig and my cowboy hat um, to come out as uh, Mason Ramsey the Walmart kid yodeler was like my first character and I had all my Costumes and shit backstage and I just remember being like yeah this feels so right uh, it just it felt like per- I don't know it all felt so good and then and the crowd was just amazing and after it was like my sister flew up so it was so cool having her there and you know my, my managers were there my agents and it was just such a fun time we had some friends that drove up from New York and it was just like the poutine was flowing fuck <laughs> yes and I even actually when I walked out on stage my mic went out, um, which was rough, but I just started riffing. I was like, I worked so hard to be here, I'm not gonna let this ruin the performance. Right. So I just started cracking jokes with the sound guy. Uh and honestly it probably worked out for the best. It was fun to like kinda go off script. Um, but yeah, that was that was definitely definitely the best.
0: Do you ever get out there and go, What the fuck am I doing here with these people? Meaning what like, am I doing here meaning with- like- with the, like other comedians like there's times where I do events with chefs and I'm like how the fuck did I get here <laughs> like yeah what am I doing you know totally.
1: like what am I doing yeah, there's times when, yeah oh definitely definitely like this is this is the worst or I don't know though there's always something though. there's always a reason for everything yeah I was also like I remember this past year I had I was kind of like, oh, should I just go back to stand up? This is weird. Why? Like, am I supposed to be here, like, doing this thing, or should I just be doing my regular stand up and, and figure it out? And I, uh, my mom came to visit me, and she, um, and I wasn't really sure, like, what my set was going to be or what the four characters would be. And I would, I had been doing Hillary Clinton for so long and, and mm-hmm. saying Hillary Clinton. And then, like, Trump won, and it was like, shit, what am I going to do with all these pantsuits, you know? <laughs> and so I kind of changed like, that un- shit up
0: sorry what the fuck is she wearing? Yeah. she looks like she looks like Kim Lee Jung Yun. I, I can't even remember the guy's name the way that she oh, dresses I don't
1: even know what she's working with now the stylist should be just gone <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know she's, I read somewhere it's something that like maybe she tries to dress especially ugly just for the attention of it I don't know but <laughs> so I kind of stopped doing that and I was feeling very uninspired my mom came to visit and she was like uh, you know, I wasn't sure what the characters were going to be. And it was like, is this even going to And my mom was like, hey, I think uh, she like kind of like broke down and told me that she had seen some doctors and she had had a cough for a really long time. And the doctors told her that um, they thought that her cancer was coming back. She had breast cancer and had a double mastectomy. And she was like, they're not 100%, but they said that they found two nodules wrapped around my lungs, which is like right where, you know, a lot of the cancer was. And um, and she was like, I'm going to go home and find out for sure. But they said it's, it couldn't really be anything else except for that. And I was like, oh, my God. Cause she, both of her sisters had cancer. And it's like, I don't know what happened. If it was where they were growing up or what. But um, and she had a brain tumor, too. She had all that stuff. So oh, she was flying home to, like, go and figure out, like, basically. what she was convinced. She was, like, you know, talking to us. She's like, I've got a good life. And, like, I, I've gotten to do, I, you know, I got to raise you guys. And I'm, I feel like I've done enough. But like, on this earth anyway. Oh,
0: jeez. So
1: I was like, Mom, Jesus, calm down. Like, it's going to be fine. You know, I mean, it's maybe not, but it, it <laughs> was so weird hearing her talk like that. You know, it was like, you can't really do anything. i was like, do you want a mimosah? Or like, should we? I don't fucking know what to do. Let's <laughs> <Just> go <gonna> smoke
0: <laughs> like, some weed, Mom. Come on, let's yeah, kill it now. Just, let's smoke. She, like
1: hates weed, so that's out of the picture. <laughs> um, I'm just, like, roofing her with, like, tansy sprinkled sea salt. Um, But so she she goes home, and my dad was out of town when she was, like, going to have her final doctor appointment to, like, ultimately find out that her cancer had come back. So I was like, all right, I can't have her be alone. So I packed up a bunch of wigs and shit, and I flew home to surprise her. And um, we, like, go to her doctor's office together, and they're like, we can't really, like, tell you yet. We're not quite sure what it is yet. And she, like went home and freaked out we had to go back a bunch of times and then finally she's just like, You know what? I can't do this. She's like we're going back in there and we're finding out what the fuck's going on. So we, we drive in there and she just demands to like talk to the person to like right. to they they came out and they were like they were like, We're so sorry we've been we've been like holding off on telling you because um we made a mistake and it's actually not cancer and uh you're gonna be okay. There was just something swollen on your lungs and we're so sorry that we like freaked you out but like that's why we've taken so long because we wanted to be sure it was just insane like there there was no way that she was ever going to hear that from them and then they said that so we we just freaked out and we went we went we drove up to the mountain to like celebrate and that's where the suzy chapstick character came from and that's the character that i ended up getting montreal with and that's the character that uh ended up closing with during my set. And it was like, it sounds probably so stupid, but it was so it came from such an emotional place. Like that character yeah. was invented on the mountain that day when we were celebrating my mom's cancer, not coming back. And like, I was doing muggles just to like make her laugh. And it was, that was it. And that, that was the closing character in Montreal. And it was like the character that I've been doing so much on stage. And I think that's why it's a favorite because it like, I don't know, it comes from such a it's family and it's, you know, yeah that's know. the cool
0: stuff but see and that's this yeah. i mean you know i i have things like that when i do when i when i create certain things i mean i i've done you know my father my father passed away from pancreatic cancer last year in october ah, so and sorry. uh thank you and uh you know i mean i do stuff for him all the time all the time, you know. I mean, just because I know the stuff that he liked, and uh, actually, Mike's flying yeah. home in a couple of weeks. Uh, my father's birthday is November twelfth, and we're making the dish that my father made forever. So, you know, there's all there's oh, all that so little cool. stuff that that we all kind of pull out in the creative world. Yeah, I don't know. What's the it's dish? Uh, it's actually a dish called a bonzette, which is a stuffed a veal
1: sho-
0: stuffed veal shoulder.
1: Oh, my God.
0: That's stuffed with pepperoni and egg and breadcrumbs and... Yeah. And oddly enough, there was a dish that I had done years ago, my first ever like major review. And I had done a veal loin or a veal chop that was stuffed with pepperoni and egg and spinach and all this other stuff. And, uh, and the guy who wrote about it was like, I need to have that dish on the cover of the, of the, of the article. Like that was the dish. And we had one left and it, it, it didn't really sell well. And it, I, I threw it away that afternoon and then what? the guy called, yeah, I threw it away that afternoon. Cause there was only one left and it was like, it had sat for two days and I wasn't going to sell it to a guest. And he's like, I need to have that. And the guy, the photographer is going to be there at three o'clock and it was like two thirty. So I looked at my sous chef and I was like, get that fucking veal chop out of the, out of the trash, man. Let's go. And we literally cooked it up. So there is an old. There's a picture of this veal chop that was an old like that was made for my that my father a dish that my father had made it was inspired by him not my this was years ago my father hadn't passed yet but uh, yeah and it was on the cover of like the fucking Philadelphia Inquirer food section. And he threw it
1: away and then pulled it out.
0: And I cooked it. I mean, nobody was going to eat it. It was just for show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, it's like oh, it was on the cover of the magazine. And it was, and every time I look at it, I'm like, that bitch was in the trash can. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> that bitch was in the trash can. <laughs> yep.
1: That bitch was gone. Do you ever, nobody's, brought ever back heard,
0: to nobody's ever heard that before. So there you go. You got an exclusive. So
1: when I look at your Instagram food things, I'm just like, God damn it. And then I'm like pulling into the McDonald's drive-thru like, fuck, just salivating. <laughs> and food only looks so good. It's so creative.
0: And I try to, to have fun. Things,
1: I'm like, oh, I never even think of that.
0: Yeah, I try to have fun. I mean, that's a lot of what it is, you know. But I cook really simple. I don't do a lot of crazy. I'm not like Mr. Infusion or uh, any of that. I just do like fun, simple food, and I like it.
1: Yeah.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we do it. It's because it's fun. Exactly right. Well, I want to see yeah. you. I want to see you live sometime. So I don't. Are do you ever play on the East Coast? Yeah, all the time.
1: I'm coming out. I'm you know, coming up to New England. Well, end of November, but I'll be out a bunch more in the winter, and then when you come out to LA, we'll have to bring you to a show. Maybe you can bring the girls, too.
0: Absolutely. My girls would love it. My girls, especially Fiona. Fiona's into that stuff. Emily's 17. She wants to Snapchat. So.
1: <laughs>
0: <clears throat> um, Alright, Becky. I uh, I'm a big fan of yours and I appreciate you taking time out of your day and, and it's looking like Steven Tyler and being on the phone and all that good (laughs) shit. Um, Why don't you tell us, why don't you tell us your multitude of social media so everybody can get their pens and start writing it down.
1: Tell them again. Okay. Instagram at Becky Robinson for Twitter, Becky R Robinson, Uh, 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 YouTube, the Becky channel and Facebook is official Becky Robinson. And then I guess I'll throw in Snap because if, if the kids are still using it, uh, my Snapchat name is at Becky Rob. <laughs> Jesus Christ. different on every fucking thing. I'm so sorry, but I promise, like, social media is where, that's where I put everything. So your,
0: Instagram your, is the most important. Your business card's a three by five card.
1: <laughs> business card's a three by five. When I headline, it's a U-Haul. It's a lot, you know? It's- I like to be extra. Why not?
0: Well, you were awesome.
1: Anyways, really though, thank you. This was so fun.
0: I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm stoked to meet you. So uh I'll see you in a couple of weeks.
1: All right, man. Sounds good.
0: Thanks, Becky. Take care. Have a good day. <laughs> bye bye. Boom. Big fan. Big fan of Becky Robinson. <clears throat> so I uh I originally started to follow her through uh through my brothers. I, I had heard I'd seen something a, a couple of years ago and I was like, Oh, that chick's pretty funny. And then I found out that my brothers were doing a show with her, which we didn't even talk about. Fuck. We didn't even talk about it. Um, But she's doing a show with my brothers and uh, we need to, um, uh, we need to plug that. So I need to get some information on that because I completely forgot. So I'll put it in uh, some other, I'll tell you guys all about it. But uh, Becky's a riot So Becky thank you so much for coming on And uh, chilling out with us I, I enjoyed it So hey everybody look that is uh, That's that's enough that's, that's an hour plus So <clears throat> I don't want to take up any more Of your day and my throat's killing me So I want to thank you guys all for hanging out with us do me a favor Go over to iTunes and uh, review us Tell us how much you like us or dislike us um, Get some guests out here you guys want to hear or see Somebody do me a favor just tell us and we'll work On getting them on I've got some really cool people Coming on in the next couple of weeks um, Right now I want to thank the three people that do such a great, uh, four actually, that do such an amazing job. Jerry and Jason down there at RadioInfluence.com down in Tampa. You guys got a podcast you want to do? Trust me. Go and talk to these guys. They have two locations right now that they're working on that they are actually going to help you do a podcast and put it together. These guys are amazing producers, great friends, and just really, really true professionals. So I appreciate all the work that Radio Influence does. Check out a bunch of their other podcasts, especially the one that happens with Ian Beckles, my buddy down there, the ex-Tampa Buck, uh, who does a tremendous job with all of his stuff from Flavor in your ear to all the other stuff that he's putting together. So check him out. Uh, Maggie Gagliardi who puts all of our pro- promo pieces together. The graphic artist. Brilliant, stunning, wonderful human being. And then Michelle out there at Techno Solution who handles our website and everything else. So ladies and gentlemen, do me a huge favor. Go out and just be nice to people, man. Life's too short. See ya. Didn't get Duffified enough? Follow Chef Brian Duffy on Facebook and on Twitter at Duffy b-r-i-d-u-f-f look for the blue verified checkmark to get exclusive content and to see what's coming up on next week's show this has been duffified live with chef brian duffy on radio influence i'm jerry petock ceo of radio influence i just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast